Girls really can't do anything. And I was like, oh no, I think I want to eat. It was so Good morning and welcome to Downloadable Coffee Dallas. I'm your host, Rebecca, and today I have with me... Michael Sewell. Melissa Coleman. Yeah. This podcast is where we recap the events happening around the DFW area and beyond, as well as look back at the topics that took over the VGOCC last week. And we do have Melissa on today. She's going to be our guest, and we'll get into her stuff a little bit later. I'm super excited to have you on. I'm super happy to be here. Great. All right, so let's take a look at the past events, and then we'll get into the upcoming. So past events, we have two, unless I'm forgetting something. Uh, we had the Game Dev Drink Up, which is the second Thursday of every month. That was really cool. We had a couple of our members out there. It was a slow week uh, because the second event that was also happening was QuakeCon, which started on Thursday, the exact same day, so it was a much smaller crowd. Yeah, not QuakeCon. QuakeCon was a very large crowd. QuakeCon yeah, was yeah. ridiculous. It was big. It was the biggest BYOC that they've had. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think they doubled it, maybe? Yes. It. They, yes. They, like, because they took up that entire... I think last year, didn't they were splitting it between two conventions, and this year they gave it entirely all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. last year, the, I think the Mary Kay convention was also going on. Right, so this time yeah. they took it all as... The BYOC was huge. You both, I went on Friday. I knew you were there until Saturday. And weren't you volunteering, Melissa? Uh, yeah, I volunteered. I was there every day. I was there Wednesday through Sunday. What were you volunteering for? I did Battle of BYOC. Uh, uh-huh. So we just coordinated the tournaments and things like that. So I wasn't there all day, but I was there for a pretty good chunk nice. of the whole week. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Yeah, we actually had at least, I know, two other members that also volunteered, I mm-hmm. want to say. Brianna was there, and I, th- no, was it Tyler? No, I think I'm getting Tyler confused, because he volunteered for the Let's Game Expo. Mm. So, oh, yeah, that, I think that was the weekend before. Yeah, well, two, week, two weeks two ago. Weekends? Yeah, almost two, three weeks ago at this point. Time is an illusion. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that was, so... My company is my, like, it's not big deal because the games, but I work a marketing firm, which is a lot different from a lot of the people that we have here. I had to shut my company down for two whole days because everybody was at QuakeCon and they were all super excited to hear about Doom Eternal, which mm-hmm. was announced yes. at QuakeCon. Yeah, Doom Eternal, uh, they talked more about uh, Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a big panel. Oh, yeah, on that. because it's all Bethesda now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the announcement of a local game dev studio, Escalation, being fully acquired uh, by Bethesda. Though they had already been acquired by Cinemax. Yeah, by like um, like two years, like a year or no, so two ago. two years now. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but this weekend they announced that they are officially rebranded as Bethesda Studios Dallas. Can I do one more thing? Because I just found out about this. So Eric Brody has been missing. He dropped off the face of Earth. We had no idea where he ended up. <laughs> He ended up working at Bethesda. <gasps> so, My boy! Oh, yeah. I'm so happy. So I saw, uh, all of a sudden, he started getting really active again. I'm like, what? Yeah, he, what, like, was posting on Twitter. On <laughs> yeah, he like, was on Twitter again because he went radio silent. Yeah. Turns out he got hired at Escalations yes. just before they got it. They fully got integrated into Bethesda. Nice. Yep. So congratulations, Eric, <clears throat> if you're listening. 
Congratulations. We're super Yay. excited for you. Yep. And hope to have you one day back on the podcast. As well as our other friends over at, at, a, at a Bethesda Dallas. For yeah. sure. For sure. I guess, but mostly Eric. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Is there any others that I forgot? Any other events that I've uh, Past events this past week, I believe that was the major yeah, well then things. We... Unless we forgot one, please, you know, come up and slap us if, if we're wrong. Oh, please don't slap. I well, you can slap ways. me. I bruise don't, easy. Don't slap them. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's what happened. Here's what's coming up. Upcoming events. Upcoming events. Upcoming events. Upcoming events. Yes, August 13th, Cartridge Jam 2. Which is today. Uh, kicks off. Yes, that's actually today. Oh, today's the 13th. Uh, it is. Art submissions <laughs> need to be in before the meeting. At the meeting, everyone teams up, and the jam runs until August 29th. Yes, wow. I'm super excited. I'm going to be there tonight. I'm, I'm going to make a real hard try to get there tonight. <laughs> uh, mostly because I, I heard the first Crusher's Jam, we went really well. We had mm-hmm. some of our, we also had some of our members participate in that. Uh, so I want to, I don't know if I'm going to. It is a two-week sprint. If you guys are used to game development, then you kind of get what it, what it is. Um, but eh, I'm, I'm not too sure. I want to see what everybody else is and hopefully scout some more people for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Uh, also, for those unfamiliar with Cartridge Jam, that's where uh, they take art submissions for video game covers, as in like the box art, and then they take that box art and people will pick box arts that they want to then make a game about, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they will team up from there. Yeah. So it's kind of in reverse, which is very interesting. And yes. the due date for that was uh, at the jam. Yes. Tonight? Yes, okay. tonight. So by the time this podcast comes out, <laughs> it would have already happened. What it's time oriented. is the meeting? It's usually about 7.30 is when okay. people start showing up. They Then sometimes they get into the full swing of it by 8 p.m. Gotcha. So it just depends. Uh, and then we also have a bunch of short guys announce their new event this month on August 18th. The State of the Industry, and they have two guests. Brian Cladwell, senior animator, uh, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, Re- Ready Player One, Edge of Tomorrow, and That's then Jeff Masters, associate uh, CG supervisor. Oh, I, I was about to read right into the next <laughs> next <laughs> event. Uh, so those are the two people that they have. They're just going to come on, talk about what's going on in the industry, give you a lot of people to ask them questions because it is a panel. And yeah, that'll be, be really cool, yeah. uh, especially hearing from the uh, ILM, uh, the ILM senior animator, mm, mm-hmm. Industrial Light and Magic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, and for our suit fans, or our fans, for our members that love esports, there is a free Smash Brothers tournament on August 21st at Lexus Box Garden at Legacy Hall. It is free. So for those of you that want to get your smash on, you can head out there and have some fun. And, oh, and as always, we still have this industry giants, which I still need to find the day. Um, but I'm trying to talk to at least two people to see if we can get somebody on to talk about that conference specifically. I'm sure we could get uh, Vince or one of those guys. Daniel, yeah, I, I just need to reach out. And... Was it Brief going to that? Yes. Oh, yeah, we do have we do have a couple members volunteering, which yeah. super excited. Uh, about uh, we love to hear you guys getting involved in the community we highly encourage it don't yes. just stick with the you, you know if you want to do a lot of networking and stuff like that and get to know people 
conferences being uh, helping at conferences is actually one of the best way, mm -hmm. right? Like uh, the game developer conference constantly has uh, what do they call them? They're the people that run run around in yellow shirts. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> they, they have volunteers there, and that uh, they're just kind of like a big family, but it's also a great way to just yes. start your network, get to meet some of the important people, because they're going to meet you first right. while they're getting up on stage to do their talk. So highly encourage. Highly encourage. And that is everything that we have coming up. So let's go ahead and get into the recap. <laughs> Yeah, Thursday. All right, Thursday. Oh, man, the Thursday group blew up. It started Monday <laughs> last week, and it just went. They blew up the, our Discord. Remember, we have a Facebook group and a Discord. Join this conversation there. But on Discord, we normally share most of our news. Uh, so I'm just going to go through the list. We'll take a couple of them, and we'll speak on them a little bit more. There's a few that was just, like, game announcements. Yeah. Yeah. Game announcements. Uh, so the first thing that we talked about, Fortnite. Is Fortnite putting users at risk to prove a point about Google's Android monopoly? So Fortnite is going to come to Android. It's finally being released on Android. But instead of going through the Play Store, they're going to put a link on their site, mm -hmm. on their site, that you can download directly from them the game. Yeah. Now, in order to do this, you have to move your, your Android phone to allow unknown sources to download the app. Um, it's not it's not to download. It's to then install it. Yes. It's an APK file, right. which by default, only the Google Play Store can do. Right. right? But you can do it. <laughs> using unknown sources. Right, the problem, you can switch that. Yeah, the problem, the reason why this is such a big deal, and the, the, and the article was pointing out, the reason why this is such a big deal isn't just because they're, like, trying to give the middle finger to Play Store because they take 30% out of out of everything. 30? Wow. Yeah, 30% 30, 30 out of everything. They're, um, it also means that it's not going, their app's not going to go through all of the security protocols that the Google Play Store puts in place. Right, so you, there, there's there's a worry that by opening this up, if somebody gets in there, figures out a way to like redirect, and that's not too hard, but redirect the site to send people to like a malware site, they'll start downloading the malware. Yeah, and you know, considering the user base of Fortnite, mm -hmm. this yeah. is a, this is a lot of kids, right? So mm -hmm. it's it's very easy that a kid might be bamboozled trying to download mm -hmm. right. Fortnite. That said, I don't think that's necessarily their intent. I don't think that they're intending for kids to be open to viruses. Yeah, I think it's not. it's really about that thirty percent cut that Google takes. Mm -hmm. But yeah. as I one think of, it's just cause and effect, though. That's as one of our members pointed out, this is not the case mm -hmm. when they released on iOS. So it's really confusing. As well, to, yeah, please. So uh, so on iOS, it's a different story. Mm -hmm. uh, with the Apple phones, there is no way to release outside of their iTunes store. You can't do any apps outside of their ecosystem. Uh, it's, that's like trying to put your game on the PlayStation without going through Sony. Mm -hmm. It's not something you can do. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Since they're able to on Android, 
Right, because uh, Android like wants PC. to be that open, right. that open source platform. Right. right. This is also why they're not on Steam on PC. Right. And that Steam was, takes that 30%. Uh, I think we talked a little bit more about it on Friday than we did on Thursday, mm-hmm. but talking about all of the different launchers that are just out there mm-hmm. besides Steam. Yeah. Steam. Woo. Besides Steam, you have HIO, then you have EA's own thing, Oracle Origins. Origins, Oracle, whatever. E- Origin, yeah. EA Origins, Origin. and then you ha- Epic has its own launcher. Yeah. You know, it's just, there's a whole bunch of but launchers. But there's the two now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Every, and it just kind of, kind of reminds me of the streaming services like you had Netflix and now you have Hulu and now you have right right? and Disney in 2019 is going to be releasing their own streaming platform so there's there's like this rise up against that whole monopoly thing going on yeah I mean it's it's good for competition it's good for competition and ironically it's like not consumer friendly at the same time like it, it is and it isn't yeah like, it's consumer-friendly in that this will... The, con- the competition forces each, each yeah. company to get better, mm-hmm. right? So it's good for consumers in that way, but then it's also unfortunate Super for consumers. Super annoying. Having yeah, all these yeah. different services. Yeah. Well, but at QuakeCon... Yes. Sorry. No, please, keep but, going. Uh, at QuakeCon, or right before QuakeCon, Bethesda announced that they will no longer be putting their games on Steam. That is mm-hmm. true. And it will be through their Bethesda launcher. That is true. Yeah. That was going to be mentioned much later on in this. Oh, yeah, sure <laughs> It's in there. It's in there. <laughs> uh, but, so, it's really exciting. I'm curious to see how this is going to go. I'm cu- I'm. No, I'm not super excited. I'm not going to be super excited if we start hearing just like a whole bunch of kids' phones are just getting hijacked. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. through bring it because back yeah, yeah, because of this. Yeah, bring it back, dragging it back to our topic at hand. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to be super excited if, right. if kids are negatively impacted by this because we've we've covered it tons of times in the past. Roblox has had huge issues over the last mm-hmm. couple of months mm-hmm. of just people messing around in their systems, you know. So right, right. I'm not going to be super excited if it turns out a whole bunch of kids jack up their mom's phone. because. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if any parents are listening, I would definitely advise that you do the installing of Fortnite on their phone for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, please. Or And then turn off the open APKs. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, uh, so... Moving on to the next topic. This one was very heated. Uh, this was a huge topic also. Oh, these are my favorites. <laughs> we, have, we have a whole bunch of people that just love esports. I mean, esports is a, is probably one of the biggest. Now is like like maybe the second or third biggest sport in the world at this point. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, amazing how well that crosses barriers. Like people yeah. always argue football versus soccer or yeah, yeah. football versus football. And now it's like Overwatch versus League of Legends. (laughs) Dallas is becoming like a really big hub for it too, which I'm super happy about. So So I want to bring on another guy who just wants to talk about how how Dallas is just having this explosion of games coming in or game development coming in. Because Dallas or Texas in general is just super business friendly. Yeah. It is. is. Yeah. So and it's it's a lot of reasons why um, like people are trying to recruit more into Texas, uh, which gets us off track. So I'm going to drag us right back real <laughs> quick. Um, this was about Evos, uh, the 2018 Smash 4 tournament. Uh, yes. Specifically yeah. about the finals, which saw the top, what was it, eight players, all Bayonetta players. The crowd was not a fan at all. And in fact, it was so bad that they had people walking 
out they were so angry that they just they just don't ban Bayonetta. Right, it's not as yeah. fun at that point. Yeah, but, Bayon- so Bayonetta yeah. is an unbalanced character, is what they what they say. I don't know much. I'm not I'm I'm not in that space. But from what I read up on, not she's not a balanced character, and once you figure out kind of her chain attacks, she just kind of dominates. So the top eight players were all Bayonetta, all Bayonetta, and the last two. Saw and every time a Bayonetta character came on, it was, the crowd would just boo. So you had like two things: you had the organizer saying that's totally like that's totally disrespectful, and then you have the game the, the watchers coming back and saying no, nah, it's disrespectful because you keep this character in, right? We're here for the for the smash, not to watch two two right, players right. have a standoff. So yeah, the article the same fight, over yeah. Over. So the article comes out with saying that the players kind of took a stance. By just standing at opposite ends of a platform and just holding down a button while they talked. And it wasn't until an official came up and told them that they needed to fight that they actually finally did fight. Uh, so there's a lot of drama that happened out of it. People calling for the banning of characters like Bayonetta. Uh, what do you guys feel? I don't know. I... Well, so this is very interesting mm-hmm. because I would say that Smash 4, the Wii U Smash Bros., was Nintendo's first foray into balancing a game mm-hmm. after after launch. Uh, now, they've, they've been very good about balancing their characters in past games and all that, but this game is the first time they put out DLC characters. This is the first time that they've done any patches after the fact uh, for a fighting game. So, <clears throat> I wonder what they're thinking, really. Uh, are they thinking, like, we need, to, we need to balance this character, we need to... Uh, I mean, Who, who's thinking Nintendo? Nintendo, yeah. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm wondering what they're thinking. But it, it's a Wii U game, right? Yes, it is. I think it's past already. And they've already announced <laughs> a new Smash Bros. So they it's kind of like focus efforts there. Yeah, or... I don't, I don't think you're gonna see because the Switch is their new focus. I don't think you're gonna see a whole lot come out on. The, I think you're right. The and th- this is true for anything. Every time a new console or a new generation comes out, the previous generation just kind of falls through you know, to mm-hmm. the wayside. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think they're going to touch that game up anymore. It's going to come down to any tournament that uses this, that chooses to add this game to the tournament roster. They're going to have the ones that make the final call. Yeah. yeah. Which brings me to the other question, which is why isn't that character actually banned? Because they've, ba- they've banned characters in the past, in past Smash Bros. games, like Meta Knight in, in all the previous iterations. I don't yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll bring on I mean, any clearly fans want it to be banned. So. Yeah, well, and, I, and I, I get why. It's not, like you said, it's not fun to sit there and watch the same two characters, you know, duke it out every single time. Yeah. Right? And it, it all, at that point, all it comes down to is just a lucky move. Right? Mm-hmm. Or the guy misses his his combination. Right? That's right. What, that it comes down to the her- human error aspect rather than just, like, the full... What, like, that's kind of what fighting games are about, though, is, like, outplaying your opponent, even you if you're the same character. are correct. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like, eh, yeah. is it really that much different? Well, I guess also in this case, you just saw, like, the, if we're saying it's the top eight, I'd have to go back and make double sure. But if we're saying it was the top, let's say, eight players, then you just watched the same character for the last eight mm-hmm. rounds. And probably the same fighting style. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
and, and so I can get it on that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And somebody that. was saying that it was lucky that it was even at Evo and that this was going to be the last year. So it was just insane. They say that about every Smash every year. Do they really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it could be a different iteration. Like, this is the when the new one comes out. Right. Steam yeah, they could be speaking. Direct. Yeah, no, right. that's what he meant. Yeah. yeah of, the, like, this version. Yeah. 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 Um, but they still have, like, Melee tournaments from yeah. the GameCube era, so. Mm. Okay. <coughs> yeah, I uh, they ever get rid of Melee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people mm. swear by it because yeah. they want their CRTs. They mm-hmm. want that instant reaction time. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, next on our list, so we're going to leave that one there. Next on our list, uh, I don't know quite why this was brought in, but if you read through it, it's just ridiculous. Uh, so there is a game called uh, Not... Tomorrow, I want to say that's what it's called. Um, and what they did on their Discord. Oh, on, Not Tonight? Yeah, there you go. Not Tonight. <laughs> I was close. Yeah, pretty close. Uh, so, Not Tonight. Uh, so, what they ha- what happened is they opened a poll on their Discord. And they said, for those of you, post X, for those of you that want to rejoin the, uh, the EU... You're going to have the game at this, and the, for those of you that don't want to, you're going to have the games to the, for this. So it's like 15 pounds or 16 pounds versus, right? So 15 if you agreed to like be in the into in the EU, EU, and 16 if you don't want to be back in the EU, right? It's a total publicity stunt. It has no real merits because, of course, everyone was voting for the option that would make the game a pound cheaper. Yeah. Because right? this is in the U.K., uh, the and one of our members was pointing out that the funniest part about this article is actually in the comment section. Everyone is just bitter. Like they're all like, "I vote not to play this game because it's it's just a dumb yeah. idea. Yeah. It's totally publicity stunt." Um, but it's interesting also to see a game try to start kind of a political talk on it. It and for not tonight, it is kind of like. The article describes it as like a paper please kind of thing. You're playing as a bouncer to keep people out of club. Yeah, it's a very interesting game. But mm-hmm. I think it's it's one thing to like encourage a political discussion, but this kind of feels like a loaded question. Oh yeah, it's right very heavy handed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of forcing their political agenda a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. So But I mean, that's also kind of part of the political stunt. I that's bet they true. know what they're doing. <laughs> It's and it'll true. probably get them a lot more attention than their game would have gotten by default. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a really good way of skewing statistics, which is That's always true. fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next two things we have on here are just trailers and character announcements. So Dead Cells has been announced. I think it's now out for people to go buy. And Tekken 7 will add Negan from the AMC's The Walking Dead. Uh, so those are two thing, two games. Fallout 76 won't launch on Steam. That's what you were mentioning earlier. Yeah, yeah. None of Bethesda games are going to are gonna be launching on Steam anymore. Right, because yeah. they're going to be going through their own launcher now. Yeah. But they did say that any that are currently on there will continue to be sold. Oh, Unlike okay. what Origin did, they ended up ripping all of their games off of Steam. And you can't even download them from Steam anymore. So, like, Dragon Age Origins, when that came out, or Battlefield, Battlefield 3, mm-hmm. and so many others. Mm. Huh. So, like, you can't go find a bunch of EA games on Steam anymore. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. All right. Um, now, you're the one that posted this article, and I know this is going to be hard because uh, anytime we bring up this kind of topic, 
it, it kind of takes over. Uh, over so bit. yeah, so we're gonna try and keep this <laughs> at minimum ten minutes if possible because we still have the Friday group to get through. Uh, so you posted Michael an article called "The Inside Inside the Culture of Sexism at Riot Games." I'm gonna put oh, this right out. Spicy, yeah. It was mm-hmm. very hard for me to read. Yeah, it's it was very not hard. Fun. It was in yeah. And it's, it's a tough article. To it get also through. you know, and it also caused like it, like trigger trigger warning. I like I needed a trigger warning yeah. on that. Oh, I should, like, I like genuinely, like for real, like it was it was. There were some. There were not just great. <laughs> yeah. There were just some some lines in there. Like I just wanted to go punch somebody in the face on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like one of the one of the lines in there that really got me angry was if you put a pig if you put lipstick on a pig it's still a pig, and that oh, <laughs> pissed me off so hard. So this article, it is about how women are treated within Riot. Uh, Riot has this idea of hiring on true gamers, hardcore gamers, core gamers. Right, right. And their vision of what a, of a hardcore gamer is matches what their player base is, right? <laughs> uh, they gave statistics in here. I'm not going to try and re- remember what they are, but they gave some statistics. Their male player base, much higher. I mean, it's in the... It's, it's well, something like, like 9 to 1 yeah, kind of region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to say they have less than 10% of women playing their games. Yeah. Right? And it is because of the rampant sexism that is in their game itself. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what they're saying is their idea of this core gamer is a is oftentimes a straight male. Yeah. Right? And uh, they embody that in their own culture. And women, uh, depending on who you talk to of the women at Riot, some of them were, some of them experienced that, that sexism, and some of them didn't experience it at all. But it's, it, they talked a lot about, about that frat house mentality uh, and just how there was at one time a paper being passed around uh, amongst the hired asking, would you, would you essentially sleep with this lady oh, or not? Email. Like an email. Yeah, it was yeah. an email. Yeah. An email, email. An email mm-hmm. chain. Yeah, so... And it was shared to her because the guy thought it was a compliment. Oh, my that's God. The, that's just, like, the, the little cherry on top. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wanted to cry when I read that. I was like, that's so sad. That, like, so it was a very hard, very hard thing to read because I worked at Microsoft, and as I was explaining to some of the, some of the guys, there's a lot of times where the, some guys would call me over just to watch me walk away. Yikes. <laughs> just to watch me walk it's, away. That's... You know, it, it's, uh, like, I work in pride, pride any, anybody that works in tech, right, the, the primary is mostly male. Yeah. Um, I can even say this is true with my own company, even though I've tried to, like, find female, female employees to fill in certain spots, the large majority of my workforce is male. Right? And that happens to be, like, the topics that we cover because we cover a lot of things about cryptocurrency and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Right? And <clears throat> so it's really sad. And I've come against, like, a lot of that stuff that was talked about in that art. Like, one thing that was really triggering for me uh, was the was the lady who had these ideas, right? And she kept trying to share them, and they just kept rejecting them. Yeah, and, she, and then the one guy. Yeah, and then she turns to the guy, and she, she's like, I'm going to test this. Dude, I want you to go out there. And I want you to pitch this for me. She just right. pitched it like a week ago, yeah. by the way. And yeah. he comes to the in. same people. Yeah, yeah, and he comes in and he pitches it. 
I had that exact thing happen to me in Asa. And they accepted his pitch. They did. Yes. And I, and like, I had that exact same thing happen to me at Microsoft. Right. And then on top of that, I had another guy trying to steal all of my credit. Right. And that's, I, me, I like, (laughs) I got in the face of all of my supervisors. I, I, I was surprised I wasn't fired from Microsoft when I walked into one's office and told them off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that a lot of that comes from UPS because you're, you're constantly yelling at your own supervisors. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was it, like my, my toughness comes from a lot of that background. Uh, so that article did like. It's, it's a brutal it's, article. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things to parse through that. Uh, it's one on Kotaku. It's called Inside the Culture of Sexism at Riot Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, honestly, this aligns with a lot of stories that I've heard from friends and colleagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, not about where I'm at, but, you know, mm-hmm. occasionally you'll see things like that. Some some passing jokes or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's it was funny, but not everybody's going to find that funny. Yeah, that, especially that at work, which is just... Yeah. <laughs> and if anybody, the, the article also pointed out, if any woman brought the issue to HR, they were encouraged to drop it. Mm-hmm. That is... That's a common yeah. theme that we see through a lot of companies, right? Yeah, it's hard to prove. That's that's what sucks, is that like unless you are constantly recording your conversations at a level of paranoia, how do you prove something like this? Right. You know, and you don't it's, want it's work to, to work. And you don't want to, you just don't want to deal like with that, it. Right? Yeah, you just want it to go away, which is the worst part. Especially, right. like, girls in the in the gaming industry, like, they're also nerdy, and a lot of them are really mousy and quiet, and, like, yeah. those are the last people who want to have conflict and confrontation, you know? They just want to play video games and, and be dorks and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they don't want to start fights and stuff. Like, and this, on, that, on that point, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, women also have to constantly prove that they are gamers. Right, like the gate, the gate. Yes, oh yeah, my God. the gatekeeping. Yes. And if you read through that article, they talk a lot about that gatekeeping. Right. Like, there was a lady who who came out and said, my interview was much different than the guy that also interviewed for the same position. Like, I had to prove I was a level 100 warlock on, on World of Warcraft, yeah, it's, right? Like, it was It was just <laughs> real. Like they, and they would ask questions in different ways to kind of trip them up, to catch them in a line. Well, okay, so there is one thing I want to speak on. Yeah, go, like, please. In an interview, I think it is... If, if somebody in, your, in an interview says that they play your games mm. a lot then I think it's fair to start asking questions to see if they're just kind of BSing you mm-hmm. or not. So in all the interviews that I've participated in, uh, male, female, doesn't matter. If somebody's like, oh, yeah, I love Borderlands, blah, 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 that, then I'd be like, okay, what did you think of this character or who's your favorite character? And it's, you know, usually pretty pretty out there, like an obvious one you could probably Google mm-hmm, or whatever, yeah. but just to see if they're just kind of trying to Mm-hmm. You know. yeah. Say that, what they need to say. I'm yes. sorry. Then no. that that brings us to another really tricky point is at what point do you feel like this is something everybody gets? Like, is this guy just a uh, uh, butt to everybody? I don't know if we're allowed to cuss. Sorry. <laughs> we're not. Okay, cool. Is we try not to. I'll try not to. Okay. I was like, is this guy just a butt to everybody or is it just to me? Is it because I'm a woman? Am I being 
like and that's that's, uh, not, it's that's really hard. hard. It's yes. hard. Uh, oh, we shouldn't, you know? we shouldn't have had two ladies on the podcast. I know. No, uh, I encourage it. Because like, well, so I, I have I have a couple women. Allies that, Anonymous. Yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> I have a couple women that that do work with me, and I have a couple of women that work on the same floor. And some of them, one of them comes in and she says she's been working really hard. She was with that company from day one, right? This guy comes in. And immediately go, and they immediately take all of the tasks and responsibilities that, that she was given and put it onto him, right? And her exa- her response was like, he the dude didn't even have the credit, like the the background to deal with what she was doing. Right, mm-hmm. right. And her thing was like, he just walked in and waggled his dick around, and <laughs> suddenly he had all the ex- all the, all the stuff. And yes, that is what happens. Yeah. That I was, and I pointed at her, and I was like, "That's exactly what I experience sometimes." Yeah. Oh yeah. I've had I, that. I can't imagine you mean literally. Like, no, 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 not literally. <laughs> like, not that's really. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> no, not not literally, but it's this idea that uh, that she was fighting for her role. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was told that all she made was coffee and poppies. Yikes. <laughs> right. And then, and then she yeah. turned around. Yeah, so it was a lot of, like, you have a lot of this thing just coming out and just, uh. Yeah, I had that, I had that uh, when I was working at the Microsoft store. Mm-hmm. There's a, a plethora of things. By the way, if you think this just happens at Riot, or you think this just mm-hmm. happens in the video game industry, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. Mm-hmm. No. It happens almost everywhere, especially places that are majority mm-hmm. male, unfortunately, which sucks because, like, they're really cool fields and stuff, and women want to be a part of it. Anyway, um, Microsoft Store is, if you don't know, it's a lot like the Apple Store, but we have Xboxes and obviously Microsoft brands and things like that, and we have gaming tournaments, which is super cool. Um, Until it's not. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, tournaments are are their own kind of thing, but anyway, um, we have a gaming team at every store, and in those gaming teams, you usually have somebody who host the games, and we try to pick people who are proficient in the game so that they can host a tournament and shoutcast and do things like that in the store. Um, I wanted to do Overwatch so bad. I play Overwatch way too much, and, like, nobody else in the store, like, they would casually play it, but, like, I was, like, the Overwatch player in the store. So I was like, it makes sense that I host it because, like, I can host tournaments and, like, do all this stuff, and I know the game. Nobody else really knows the game but me. Yeah. So it was just kind of like by default. So I was hosting tournaments. I, I hosted the tournaments for about a year by myself. Like even in a group of 30 people, it was me setting up the computers, me troubleshooting, mm-hmm. me signing people up. Like for 30 people, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I could not get help just because like understaffing and stuff, like that's another thing. So a year later, uh, they just kind of stopped putting me on Overwatch. And they started putting another gentleman on there who had just been hired, and, like, I like him. He was super cool and everything like that as well. He didn't even play the game. He didn't know the characters. He didn't know how to set up the tournaments, and he had to ask me that stuff. And then I was just kind of like, hey, so why am I not invited to, like, the game meetings? Why am I not on the tournament for the game that nobody else knows about, like, know how to play but me? I was like, what's going on and stuff? And uh, one of my coworkers was like, you know, maybe it's sexism. And I was like, well, I don't know. I was like, he card I wanted to pull and I was like well I don't know blah 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 and she was like are there any other women on the team I was like no and she's like I've been trying to get on the gaming team and like I cannot and she's like I do Rocket League and like all this stuff and and I just can't get into it and I was like well maybe it's just because you know he wants to be with his friends and stuff like that and it's just like a bias but not because we're women and stuff and like 
your story, real quick. Oh, I just want to, so I want to point out, like, your story is something that happened. So, like, I was talking, we had this one guy show up who, who, um, I gave him old excuse because I did not want to pull out the woman card. Yeah. Right? It's, the- it's a woman because I didn't want to pull out this woman card. Yeah. But it's it's constantly that second guessing. Yeah. And yeah. I hate yeah. it so much. It's not because fun. I, it's, yeah, it's not fun at all. Because I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to a conference. Right? GDC. I would go to, every time to GDC. And every time a guy approached me, I was wondering whether he was talking to me because he was generally interested in what I did. Or if he was talking to me just to, you know. Talk to yeah, me. Yeah. Just to mm-hmm. talk to me. Yeah. I And there was... <laughs> One instance, one instance, and I'll never forget this. Well, there are two instances, but there's one instance that, that I remember that, um, that, that I point out. I was hanging out with a guy, and we couldn't get to the bar. So what he did was he stuck me at one end of the bar and then watched the entire crowd shift as I got surrounded by a whole bunch of guys that are like, hey, who's this? It's a lady, right? And then he could get our drinks, right? That... <laughs> <laughs> I stopped. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty. It's, it's, it's a smart thing, right? <laughs> but there, there was this shift, and there's like whole lines that I stopped because I was just standing there and talking with a whole bunch of people. So eventually, I was surrounded by nothing but guys. Yeah. And we we're having this conversation. Now, some of you haven't seen me. I'm pretty sexy. No. <laughs> joking, joking. Uh, but the just that idea that that was the entire reason, like people were stopping ticked me off because it told me that I, w- I wasn't interesting enough or that they didn't believe that I was there to mm-hmm. be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone to, like, the Game Dev Drink Up, and I've gone and I've said hello to some ladies and immediately go, well, I'm just a girlfriend. I'm oh, like, no. um, Yeah, I'm like, you don't, you don't need to say that to me. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and really... somebody at QuickCon introduced themselves as like, oh, I'm the wife of so-and-so, and I'm like, but who are you? You mean he is the husband of you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like, like they have to put up a sign. Like we have to have a sign that goes, "Yes, I'm here to be a part of the industry." Yeah. Or no, I'm here just in support of of the guy who's a part of the industry. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So we've been going on real long on this topic. Oh, can I just uh, say one more thing? Please. Go for it. One yeah. last Go thing. For it. Uh, just for for anybody listening, I just want you to know, like, um, anytime. Like, a lady would like to talk about something like this. It's not in a sense of, like, oh, look how hard we have it or anything like that. We just, like, we hope that, like, enough stories get out there to where, like, when you hear it, we don't have to be questioned on the validity of that anymore. Because, like, that sucks. Like, we just want it to stop. And we just want to be included. And that's literally it. We just want to be believed. And that's actually it. That's actually it. There's no ulterior motive or anything like that. So, just... Yeah, take it, take it for what it is. Try it's not education. to think. Yeah, yeah try right. not to, to think too much and, or anything like that. Just just listen if that's. And any guys out there, if you're uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, geez, this that sounds ridiculous. Like anytime you see anything like this, you know, just be cognizant of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, call it out. Oh I, yeah. Whenever, even if it's best something feeling. small. Uh, just even like, a, come on, dude. Like that's the best feeling in the world is just being acknowledged like that and be like, okay, good. It's not yeah, just me. Like. Yeah. I'm not afraid to, yeah. to go to whoever was was being goofy in a meeting and saying, you know, some offensive things and be like, hey, you know, like, yeah, it was kind of funny in the moment, but that's not all right. Yeah, that, that's know? literally all it takes. Sometimes it's people really just nice. don't realize that they're doing it. Of course, yeah. Because it's so ingrained. Yeah. Yes, that's, it is. Yeah. It's a cultural problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, good yes. talk. Good cool. job. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so moving on to the to Friday group. We actually yes. didn't get a chance to talk to this on Friday because we were hoping you were going to be there, but you weren't. Uh, I'm sorry. I was yeah. at QuakeCon. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was also at QuakeCon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I gave you guys both your excuses for you. So nice. You're, 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 you're lucky. Thank you. Um, okay. We are. We're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the thing that we talked about is Discord wants to rival Steam and will start selling games. Yeah. So Discord has officially came out and said that they are creating their own marketplace but they also if i understand correctly and people can feel free to correct me if i'm understanding correctly they also want to be able to link into every single launcher out there so that you can launch it off of the discord platform and this oh. would solve that issue that we yeah. were talking about earlier about having too many launchers on the market Right. That's all I want. So this, be, yeah. So Discord wants to be that place. In addition, they also want to be able to host their own games, be able to sell their own games. Yeah. And they're they're trying. It sounds like they want to take a different approach than what Steam does. Now, Steam originally they tried uh, they tried Steam Direct, they tried Steam Greenlight. Each of those was supposed to be a way of managing what kind of titles were put out. That way, they could increase the quality of the games because they were running just into right. trouble. With, like, and to also encourage indie development. Yes, yeah. and to encourage that and give them a better chance. On the downside, recently they backpedaled on that and decided they weren't going to be that gate gated anymore and just kind of opened themselves back up to allowing anybody to start publishing back on their on their platform, which is okay. It's just now, once again, they're entering back into that overly flooded. Like, they're they're going to allow themselves to be overly flooded again with the same kind of games. Quality is going to take a dive, right? And so St D Discord wants to do the complete opposite. They really want to handpick the titles that will go on to their marketplace. Mm -hmm. So kudos to them if they can find a way to do that. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I would really like to see... Uh, even if they don't get, like, a full marketplace, mm -hmm. having them be a central launcher for all of my games would be really nice. Yeah, yes. even if it's just that, I would make me That's really pretty happy. much how I use Steam now, because you, yeah. uh, you can add the EXE files from another game from another service oh, into yeah. your library. So that's pretty much all I use Steam for at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even use their, like, store page unless I know exactly what I want already. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to be on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Right, so the, it's cool. This, this, I again, I think that we're starting to see a trend of just uh, uh, going against what what is the status quo currently. Yeah. Right. We're going to, and we we got into talking about publishers and indies and, and all the all the hard issues that go into it. I, I'm trying to just be the developer, mm -hmm. right, and get your stuff up there. Right. And how they're how. Every single thing, you have to go through some sort of red tape. Yeah. If you don't know how to navigate the red tape, your game just kind of sits on the shelf, waiting yeah. waiting for the light of day. Uh, then we also talked about... So I didn't get to find... I didn't get a chance to do this. Maybe you might know a little bit of something about it, but somebody was mentioning that IGN... This is... An, I believe it's in relation to Dead Cell. I believe yes. so, but I, I'm not sure. But one of the IGN... What do you call them? Game reviewers. Yeah, yeah. Game reviewers plagiarize a small channels. A uh, small YouTube channels. Small, yeah, oh, yeah. No. They uh, got found out, and good. the guy that was that did it has been let go since, and I think a couple others have left as well. Um, How sad that you can't come up with your own review of a game, like. 
Was that what it was? Uh, I'm not entirely certain. I really can't speak to it. Okay. Uh, it was Dead Cells, mm-hmm. and it was, as you described, mm-hmm. uh, IGN plagiarized a YouTube channel's review. Right. And everybody that was involved with the situation uh, either got let go or moved out of public space. Oof. Uh, it, but the thing that I wanted to point out is this isn't the first time we've heard this. Uh, this is something that's very common with the YouTube ecosystem. Mm-hmm. There are people that will either copy small, like big channels that will copy small channels because oh, yeah. they they can, and they know that their hope that nobody would ever find out about yeah. the smaller channel, right? Uh, and then you see smaller channels just ripping off from bigger channels and putting their stuff up as if it's their own. Yeah. Uh, and even on, on Twitch... Yes, that's what it called. I was thinking Twitter. Even on Twitch, you, you we've had people come out and say, all she's doing or all he's doing is play, letting the game run. They just pulled somebody else's silent play and is playing it yeah. and just commenting over that and acting like they're the ones playing it, kind of doing, you know where... Really? Yeah, you know I, where... I didn't know people did that. That's Yes, oh it's, it's sort of to the effect of like... You have your little brother and you hand him the control, but it's not plugged in yeah. kind of right, thing. Right. So it's all for show. Like they had the controller in their right. hand and, and they stuff. Can't These play reviewers and are, especially like IGN, Review, they're given yeah. all of the necessary tools to like capture their own footage. Of right. course. So yeah. there should there's not really a good excuse. Yeah. Other than I don't know where you and, and to to that effect, on on the flip side of that, it is also still extremely difficult, even if you are given all the tools. It's still extremely difficult to get the content together. Yes. You know? Oh, it, it is. But and I mean, it, that's still your job. I was gonna say, right. yeah, that's and what you're getting paid to do. I'm not giving it. him full excuse. I no, I don't think you are. <laughs> yeah. I think this is born out of this review culture that we we've, we've mm-hmm. seen the, the game media culture, where as soon as something comes out, everybody rushes as fast as they can to be review first, it and, yeah. and be the first to do so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this seems like it. I think it happened specifically because of that push. For, for review. Mm-hmm. That and somebody's, you know, dumb yeah. uh, impatience. Yeah. Yeah. So, in closing. Yes. Bad dis- bad move, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not cool, bro. Yeah, not cool. I guess he's not going to do that. Uh, so that, that includes everything we've talked about over the last, uh, or from last week. Uh, now we're going to meet our guests. But before we fully go on to meet uh, Melissa mm-hmm. and have her talk about Girls Who Make Games and her experience going and doing that all last month. Uh, let's go into our shout-outs first. Yeah. Thanks. So in our shout-outs, who do we always thank first? Trey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for editing the podcast every week, Trey. You've been kicking butt uh, and bleeping names or words. Also, <laughs> his YouTube channel has hit 100 people, but he's looking yeah, for congrats, more. Yeah, man. If, oh. you get, if you get up to 100 people or more, you can actually have a, uh, a personal URL strictly to you. So nice. if we could send some people over there, subscribe, join his channel. He puts out tutorials about how to make your stuff sound better. How He's used our podcast to show how to do some sound editing for podcasts. So go out there, show him the love, show him the appreciation for being awesome and taking the time to help us. Remember, we're a volunteer service. None of us have to be here, but we do it because we love it. Yes. So please go out there and show him your love and appreciation for helping us put this together. Then, second up, Nerdvana! Yes, thank you, Nerdvana Coffee, for letting us use your podcast booth. Uh, These guys have a ton of free board games you can play here. Mm -hmm. The coffee's always good. Mm -hmm. The culture is pretty nice. And you can buy games, too. And if you come here often enough, 
they start to remember you. And yes. their first thing is the usual. <laughs> it's always the best. I walked in this morning and the guy was already putting my tea leaves in, yeah. <laughs> in the thing. Oh, it was great. Do they bring her her food to her? <laughs> like, they she gets princess really nice. service for sure. Ah, uh, yes. Nerd fun. <laughs> I would also like to thank Jose and Melissa. And Anwar, too. And Anwar. Well, one second. We'll get to yeah, we'll get to say. <laughs> Jose and Melissa specifically because we're trying to put together new logos. Both mm-hmm. Jose and Melissa have taken the time out of their out of their day, and she was yes. doing it while she was at at Girls Make Games. Yes. She I'm a multitasker. Yeah, she, <laughs> she send it. So you should be seeing some new logos very soon. Yeah. I'm super excited. We have one specifically for the coffee club, and then one specifically for the podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited. Eventually, we'll have Jose on so you so he can kind of surprise. I don't know. Yeah, they look. I mean. They, they look, look good. good. <laughs> let's, let's be real. They look good. They are very good. I showed them a lot to my creative director, and he was blown away by what you yeah. guys put together. Oh, yeah. So Especially because you guys knocked it out within like a month. Yeah. Uh, in two weeks. She had hers done in two weeks. Jose came back like uh, around the same time and finished his off in two weeks. Yeah. And now we're just going through the final iterations. Nice. Um, and we're just there. We've got like one last thing to do, and then yeah, boom, we're just like up. moving text around. Yeah, to yeah. See what looks best. So, <laughs> so again, thank you so much, yeah. and thank you to Jose for no you guys taking yeah, the time to do this for us. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be exciting to, to have something better than our MSP. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was it was an effort. It was well, somebody did it <laughs> as as Dave, well David did it, and, and as David likes to call it, is programmer art. Yeah, oh, yes. it, it is. It's very. <laughs> So he, he was trying his best. Yeah, and that's, I appreciate that. The art. Right. It did the job. It did, yes. yes. He had something. Yes. And I, sh- uh, okay. So thank you, Dan. And yes, Anwar, because he's been working really hard to keep us consistent with the upload to our app, Anchor, uh, yes. where we're posting all of, well, it posts there and then it goes out yeah, to all the channels. All the yeah. So we are on iTunes, Google Play, a couple of other channels like Casts something and then i think there was player.fm so there's a lot of stuff we're just on uh and of course anchored so if you want to keep up with us and you haven't had a chance to you can follow us on any one of those channels and you'll get notification as soon as the episode goes live on wednesday we try to have them up or he tries to have them up by 9 a.m on wednesday cool all righty so that concludes unless we have any other shout outs I think that's about it. All right. Well, yeah. that's that's it. So now let's go ahead and meet our guest, Hello. Melissa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We have a guest. Oh, my God. We have a guest. Kids, clean up. We have a guest. We have a guest. Hi. I'm Melissa still. <laughs> <laughs> so, Melissa, you went to Girls Who Make Games. You were gone all last month. Yes. To, to do that. So tell us what that is exactly and yeah. how you got involved and what your experience was there. Oh, yeah. So uh, Girls Make Games, it was founded, I think, about five years ago. It's still pretty baby. Um, but every year it just gets better and better. Um, it was founded by Layla Shabir, who is a female immigrant who came over here. She graduated from MIT. She's super freaking nice, super freaking smart. Like, she's just a cool lady all around. She does speeches. She's won awards and stuff. If you ever want to look her up and stuff, like, look, I don't know, the way she speaks is a lot more eloquent than the way I speak. So she's got some really interesting things to say. Um, Girls Make Games is a summer camp. It's a three-week program 
for young girls, uh, I believe the youngest age you can get is eight and the oldest is 17. Um, so in three weeks, these girls who have, some of them have not had any experience with anything, art, music, programming, whatever. They have three weeks to make a playable demo and pitch it. So technically two and a half weeks to make the game and then two days to prep uh, a slideshow presentation and then one day to present to their parents and make a video to send into headquarters over in California. Uh, it's right outside San Francisco. I can't remember exact city. Mm -hmm. So I was in Austin. Um, I found out about it, honestly, through a Twitter post. Uh, mm -hmm. It was just somebody threw it out there and they're like, this is a thing and if you want to do it. And I was just like, I don't know. I was like, I'm just... I'm just a student. I don't have any experience. I just draw and stuff like that. And I was like, I'll give it a shot. So I went in and tossed out my application. And I was like, maybe I'll get counselor if I'm lucky. Uh, so each camp has a few counselors, depending on how many girls there are, and then a coordinator as, like, the camp overseer mm -hmm. or whatever. And then the counselors deal with each each team has one counselor to help them troubleshoot the game and things like that and keep them on track, and then the coordinator keeps everything on track. So, anyway, I threw out my application, and I was like, I probably won't hear back, so, oops. <laughs> so, so, I'll just try my best. So, I did it. Um, I got an interview for it, and it was super relaxing, like, really nice, super chill. Um, a nice lady named Pristani helped, or uh, uh, did the interview, and then she was like, uh, yeah, we want to do a second interview. And the second interview was actually with Layla herself in oh, a wow. Skype interview. Yeah, so the cool. CEO herself will interview you. So I thought that was very, very good because she herself gets to pick. And, like, she in, like pushes her vision of who she would like to see and, like, firsthand, not having somebody else do it. So it's very cool. She's super involved with it. She's always involved. She's... Um, really into her program she loves it so much and you can tell so uh yeah they gave me a coordinator position which I thought was wild because I'm not a manager uh I'm no I don't work in games or anything like that but Layla's vision is to get young women who are not into games who are interested in it to give them that opportunity that they may not have had before so I was just like sweet like let's do it I was terrified but I was just like I put on my little face and I was like oh easy like we got this and inside I was just like ah so it was really cool. Uh, she she sent me over to Austin. Um, we did the camp, and it blew my mind. Holy cow. So, like, uh, I don't know. I was never, like, super into, like, hanging out with kids and stuff like that. That was not something that sounded super great. But, like, I mean, kids are fun. But you know what I mean? Like, three weeks of being with kids is a lot. It's, it's a lot. Kids are uh, have a lot of energy that I don't have. It's hard to keep up. So, uh but, man, I, I fell in absolute love with all of these little girls. Oh, my gosh. They are little budding geniuses. They did things in programming that, like, they were telling me stuff, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> what? And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great and stuff. But they were so motivated to be there. The ideas that they came up with were, were so interesting and unique. And, like, they came up with these full stories for this demo that they had to do two and a half weeks. And, like, all of them had, like, great narrative direction with it um what were some of the games that they put like is there a couple that stand out to you yeah uh so my camp we had uh nine girls so we had three groups of three um one of our games it was called uh short space and this was the group made or this was the the game made by our youngest group the youngest was 
nine years old, and then the oldest was 11 and three quarters. She would reiterate that very often, 11 and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they made a game where um, you, they had like this little intro scene and everything. So like um, you are fixing a spaceship and your pet fox comes in and like hits a button and it ends up shooting you off into space and you crash land on a planet and your goal is to find pieces of your ship that have broken off to repair it so you can go back home. And mm. there's different ways that you can get the pieces. So you can try and, um, like, um, I, I, I don't know if persuade is the right word, but, like, be nice to people and be like, hey, I will help you, and I will earn my mechanical pieces for my uh, ship. Mm. Or you can just kill them. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was very funny, and they called it the war path. And so you could go through and just destroy everybody and take whatever you wanted. So this was, like, made by a nine-year-old. So I thought that was super interesting, but it was really cool. They had, like, a little shop that you could buy stuff from, and, like, there were, they had, like, a pause menu. Like, they had mechanics in it. Like, I don't know. I was, and they programmed cool. this stuff on their own? Yeah, so uh, so they, the younger group used a program called Stencil, okay. which okay. is, like, a, if you don't know, it's kind of like a drag-and-drop coding program. You still have to come up with, like, the logic of the program, but it's just kind of, like, it has an if-and statement, and then you can drag and drop a little... Like a visual block. scripting kind yes. of... Yes, yeah. Like it's Blueprint. Uh, uh, it's short. <laughs> <laughs> that was a... I don't know what that is. <laughs> no, yes. it's Unreal visual like, scripting. You sound confident yeah. at it. Sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, while it was easier, they still have to do the logic of it. And like they, they do have the counselor to assist them for being like, no, that's not quite right, but essentially they did the whole thing. They did everything. I want to say cool. Stencil was made by M MIT. It was, it's a college-made thing that was, it's purposely designed to help children yeah. learn yeah. programming. I know uh, Microsoft uses a very similar program for Hour of Code in their camps for yeah. Minecraft and stuff like that. It's right. also Dragon Didn't Ball. they just put out a... Uh, a Harry Potter wand that uses <laughs> stencil for visual scripting what the wand does when you what? wave it in certain patterns? I don't know, but that sounds amazing. But you can program the wand to do different things on a tablet for you. No and kidding. It has like a, a, an app that goes with it. I don't know. I, I haven't heard about that. But it's that really interesting. Cool. Yeah, do you know what it's called? Uh, I could look it up. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that was our youngest group. And like, honestly, it was like the smoothest demo. Uh, they had the least amount of bugs and like, just so you know, it's not spelled like stencil, as in like I cut out some stuff to make a stencil. Oh yeah, there's a Y. Yeah, in it's, there. it's S T E N C Y L. Yes, correct. There's other other <clears throat> kinds like scratch. I want to say is one. Yeah, scratch is a, is a, another one that's very similar. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. At the end of it, like I was like I had to give like a little speech to the parents and stuff, and be like, okay, this is what we did and stuff, and like I was tearing up, and I was like, I didn't think. I cry at the end but I'm so like I love them all so much it was really embarrassing so <laughs> but it was really cool oh and then I, I almost I don't know why I almost <laughs> forgot to say this but um we every camp also goes on a field trip on the second Friday mm -hmm. um so there's there's different camps throughout the country the camps depend on how many families are interested. So if not enough families are interested, unfortunately that city won't get one that year. Uh -huh. So the year before Austin didn't get one, but I think Dallas had one two years ago. Okay. But just it just depends. So they travel around. 
Yeah, there's there's multiple camps, so they'll just pop up wherever people are interested, and she will send people over. How do they how do they find out whether or not people are interested in an area? That's a great question. Um, honestly, I'm not sure. I think a lot of it is uh, word of mouth, mm-hmm. one parent talking to another. Okay. Um, oh, a Kano coding kit, yeah. Uh, Kano K A N O. Um, they do a lot of stuff where it's just very like intro coding things like that yeah but they have yeah. a harry potter version which i didn't know about but yeah they have some like where you can code lights and things like that and yeah it's pretty cool um but yeah i think it's just word of mouth uh one parent talks to another parent um really their biggest camps that they have are in redmond and they're in uh mountain view where uh, what is that sony maybe I don't know. But pretty much where Microsoft and PlayStation are, um, that's okay. where they have the biggest camps because gotcha. it's their parents who are just kind of like, yes, like, yes, child, go and be a programmer <laughs> just like me. And so uh, they have the biggest camps. Um, but yes, yeah, Friday. Sorry, I've segued. Um, Friday we went to um, BioWare and EA. Oh, nice. Yeah, because they're in Austin. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, they just got a new office. It smells like fresh paint. It's really, really, really nice. Um, it was so cool. Um, I really wish that, like, we could have playtested stuff, but I also understand, you know, NDA, but I was, like, I don't know. I was worried about, like, them kind of getting into stuff and wandering off or being loud, and it was me who was just kind of like, oh, my God! It was just, like, being <laughs> super annoying and everything, and all the kids were just like, shh, be quiet. And this. <laughs> It was pretty funny, but, uh, yeah, we got, uh, Madden had just finished wrapping up their game that they had just finished, or, uh, and they, they were all together and, like, having cupcakes and stuff, so that was cool. They have, uh, AstroTurf on their back wall with a giant, like, football guy, and, <laughs> I don't know anything about football, obviously, but, uh, it was, it was really cool. All of their offices are themed around what they're working on, so they're, like, kind of immersed in the environment, and, um, I mean, it's it's one of, the, like, the nicer game studios where they treat their employees, so they've got, like, all the different Keurigs and, and pool tables and cool <laughs> sitting areas and things like that, so. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it was that really cool. really cool. They had giant Dragon Age posters, and so I was just kind of <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, this is so is cool. it, like, once a summer? Do they do multiple camps in a summer? It is uh, once a summer, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, and then, uh, so at the end, the girls all submit their game. They, they do a video uh, submission, and then we send in the actual game files. And then uh, HQ, as we call them, that's Layla and, and, like, four other people. It's really, really small, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So they, they themselves go through, they watch all the videos, they play all the games and things like that, um, and then they they decide on finalists, I believe three finalists, mm-hmm. who get to go to what they call Demo Day. Um, and they they present it to a panel of judges on a big screen and things like that. Um, and there's some pretty big industry names that judge it. Um, That's cool. Oh, shoot. I always... Like people from local game dev scene? Or, no, like, uh, um, like the head of Xbox and Microsoft. Oh, cool. Um, his name... Gosh, I have his face, and I don't have like his Phil name. Spencer. Phil Spencer. Oh, okay. you're so great. Yeah, <laughs> Phil Spencer. Yeah, literally him. He was one of the the That's really judges. Cool. Yeah, uh, and they had so like he flew out just for that. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, it, I was super impressed, and I was like messaging her. I was just kind of like, I would love to go to a demo day, and then I was like, oh, QuakeCon is that weekend. I was like, no. So they just had uh, it. If you go uh, on Twitter and you go. Uh, look up girls make games it's two plurals girls make games all one word um her twitter uh layla had posted um pretty much a play-by-play of 
the demo day. So if you want to see the videos of it and things like that, like feel free to check it out. These kids are, are very impressive. I was blown away. Like, well, should really cool. you find that and put it up on either the Facebook yeah, group yeah. or the Discord? Yeah. yeah, I'd really recommend it. I, I feel like uh, I feel like we really underestimate what kids can do. I think we put limitations on them. And I'm not even gonna. Lie. So yeah. one of my many jobs was actually a tutor at a, at a elementary, uh-huh. and the thing is, is there was. Um, I wrote a story for them. <laughs> it's called the Battle Battle of Teeth. And I wrote a story <laughs> for them that was just like to to encourage kids to have better uh, hygiene. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Brush your teeth. And out of that, the kids loved the story so much. The teachers decided to go forth and and have the students write write story. So I got a chance to sit down with like second and first grade. And just kind of read the story and then encourage them and give them some tips on how to how to go out and make their story. And some of them were coming back with just like some of the coolest things. Yeah. Some of them were were kind of changing my formula, which, you know, for them, they don't really think about it. But they took the formula and they made it their own. Yeah. And it was they, the stories that they were coming up with were just super impressive. Some yeah. of them were like talking about like candy mountains, and, you know, like yeah, challenge yeah. things. But the, 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 where they were going with it and the themes that they had kind of blew me away. Mm. And it just shows, like, how innate these skills are mm-hmm. when they're just kind of immersed in it, right? Because, you yeah. know, they watch movies and, and TV and stuff. And so they seeing those inspirations come out in their work, even though, you know, it's first graders, it was really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of had, an, like, I, like I said, I'm not, like, surrounded by kids very often. I was always, like, the youngest one in my family and everything. But I was just like, wow, they have, like, the same exact thought process as adults. They just don't put it into words as eloquently. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and yeah. even I don't do that. So I was like, they they think just like we do. I was like, I don't know why I think that they don't or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're just like, oh, you you couldn't understand that. Like, you were a child. But I was like, no, they, they get it. Like, they yeah, may not yeah. get everything, but they really get it. And I was, I don't know. Yeah, cool. yeah I learned. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. We are coming down yeah. to the yeah. end of the episode, so thank you so much Woo. for coming out. I no really wanted you to, to kind of speak on it. I think it kind of follows great with the <laughs> with the riot story, you know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> just very, like, it's, it's very ironic timing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I love seeing this kind of stuff. Yeah, and I know there that we also have like girls who code. That's another yeah. that's another program out there, mm-hmm. uh, and. Like in when I was in college, I'd also taken part in something like that as well. The girls who girls make games. It was a full just high schoolers coming out and they had to come up with a game themselves. Yeah, and they were, uh, but it was like each module had a different in- industry to it. So I was working with the ones in games because at the time I was learning gaming and simulations programming, which is terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then there was also like computer science in another room and so on and so forth. That's cool. And some of the some of their ideas there too, like they were coming up with uh, moral stories or things yeah. that were like infamous, right? And it was just really cool and how they were breaking this stuff down. So I love I love hearing this. I'm so excited yeah. that you know, you took place in it, and a lot of our members are going out and volunteering in the communities and things like yeah. that. You know, it's really great, and I hope to hear more stories on it. Yeah, yeah. and, like, the, the cool thing about these programs, too, is it's not, 
I don't know. It's not uh, one thing I really hated growing up as like a little girl was like all the girl power things and like. Oh my uh, god! I didn't like Everything it. It's pink. Yeah, it, I don't know. It just felt very like polarizing, I guess. Mm-hmm. But these programs, like, it's not preachy. It's not polarizing or anything like that. These girls are are very much allowed to explore their different ideas and feelings and things like that. Some girls love pink. Some girls will not even look at the color pink. So <laughs> and it's it's okay. It's whatever. And it's literally just having people who are like you together making something and Mm -hmm. that's literally it and just that alone is so empowering like so much more than I really realized even Mm -hmm. even going into it like I didn't realize the impact of it but then coming out of it I was like wow girls really can do anything and I was like (laughs) oh no I've become what I hate so so, well okay but yeah it's really cool it is very important to like yeah it's it's awesome yeah Yeah, just well, so, let's, uh, sorry. Yeah, let's, no, I was, we were about to say the same thing. Yes, let's yeah, wrap it yeah. Up. let's end yes. on, this, on this high note, this yes. high encouraging note. So remember, if you want to join the conversation, you can always get, join our Discord or our Facebook, VGOCC, Video Game Open Coffee Club. You can also find us on Meetup, and I highly encourage you guys to just take a look at Meetup because they always, in your area, if you are listening to this outside of Dallas, uh, in your area, because there might be some, some uh, game groups you can go and, go and start kind of building your network on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can join us here. Uh, well, you can join us Thursdays and Fridays. On Thursday, we go to Whole Foods or Runner Roads mm-hmm. in Plano. And on Friday, we are here at Nordvana in the back corner where all the big tables are, uh, sometimes playing word games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Both are at 8 a.m. Yes. Uh, every week. Every so come week. join us, please. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, you can always join our Discord, Facebook, or check out the podcast. All right, guys. It was great he- great joining you. Thank you again, Melissa. No problem. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next time. Yes, bye. Bye, everybody. Enjoy Battle of Azeroth. <laughs> <laughs>